Welcome to another Take 15 episode from CFA Institute. I'm Dave Larrabee, and today I'm joined by Professor Jeremy Siegel from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. He's a frequently quoted uh, advocate for long-term investing and a prolific writer. Uh, his best-known book, Stocks for the Long Run, was first published back in 1994 and uh, was named one of the 10 best uh, investment books of all time by the Washington Post. Jeremy, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, you're on record uh, calling for the Dow Jones Industrial Average to uh, hit 17,000 potentially by the end of next year. Uh, that's about 30% higher than we are right. today. Uh, how are we going to get there? What are the catalysts? Okay. Um, actually, it was, it was a two-part projection. I said what I felt comfortable with was 15,000, which is a nice gain. But uh, And I said we have a 50-50 chance on the basis of history and valuation of getting to 17,000, which is a, a big increase. And I'll tell you how I think uh, we're going to get there. Um, and, and that is a, uh, uh, you know, we're going to avoid the fiscal cliff one way or the other. There's going to be a compromise. We're going to have Congress sit down and work on these issues together. And just removing that uncertainty of the market is, is, is going to be a big positive, at least 10, 12, 15%. And secondly, I think next year is going to be better than we now believe. A lot of people are calling about 2%, 2.5% GDP growth. I could think it could be 3%. The reason why I think so is on the basis of housing. Finally, housing prices are beginning to go back up. We be, we're beginning to see the industry revive from a terrible depression, uh, the worst since the 30s, in some cases even worse than that in some states. So my, my feeling is that we're going to get surprises on the upside next year. My goodness, we're due for them. We've had a lot of surprises on the downside in the last few years, but I think next year we'll be surprised on the upside. Okay. Well, let's talk earnings. Uh, Jeremy Grantham is called uh, Profit Margins, one of uh, the most mean-reverting series in all of finance. Uh, and in the U.S., where profit margins are at record highs, are, are they sustainable? How does that factor into your profit margin? Calculus? You know, it depends on how you you look at them. Actually, uh, corporate profits as a percent of GDP uh, is not that high. Um, it has been higher uh, in the past. Uh, margins are high for a couple of reasons. First of all, margins are higher on foreign uh, sales. And S&P 500 has over 40% of its uh, profits come from abroad. The lower corporate rate there gives you a higher margin. So unless you think that that you know, trend of more and more foreign sales is going to reverse, which I don't because I think we're, you know, we're moving into a global economy, mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to get a reversion of that. Secondly, technology. Technology always has higher margins because of the way they do it. And that's becoming more and more important. Uh, you know, as as a part of our industrial output in the United States. So those, I mean, the, there's no question the margins are high. Have they been higher? Yes. Um, will they mean revert? I don't see the trends because I think they're justifiably high now uh, and not unsustainably high. Uh, so my, my feeling is, is that, um, uh, you know, the earnings that we see on the S&P 500, which are around 100, are uh, not uh, unusually high. 
Okay. Uh, a, a primary macro driver of profits in recent years has been fiscal deficits. So if and when we enter this period of fiscal retrenchment, uh, will we see a similar contraction in corporate profits? Well, we can't go to retrenchment right away. Uh, yeah. One should remember that uh, you know, during the end of the Clinton administration, we got the budget balance and in a boom. Um, and you know, finally, it, it, it didn't go down because of retrenchment. It was you know, the bubble broke on technology, and then we started going down. So my feeling is if we, we need to solve our long-term fiscal problems, I know that. We cannot solve our short-term fiscal problems quickly. It ha we're going to grow out of them because of greater. I, I wouldn't advocate just slamming. I mean, that's what just happening in Europe, which I think is, is one reason they're having such poor growth. Uh, my feeling is we, we need to solve long-term problems. There's no question. Unsustainable Medicare, no question. Uh, we need to work on those problems. But don't slam on the brakes too fast. I think growth, pro-growth, is the best uh, medicine for the current deficit. Okay. Uh in terms of earnings, uh, you like to look at year forward earnings, uh, and uh, what do you say to those who prefer to look at a, a more normalized uh, earnings over the course of a cycle? Uh, the so-called Schiller PE right. has uh, has been shown to have some predictive power, uh, and it paints a different picture. So. And you're not a fan of the Schiller PE. Maybe you could explain. Well, I'm a why. big fan of Bob Schiller. As people know, I mean, I, I, I think right. he's a brilliant economist, and and I I think this I you know I think the idea is is definitely there. That's very important. I think, however, it is giving false signals now, and there's two major reasons why it's giving false signals now. One is there, he has one big hole of earnings in you know 2008 that just. You know, earnings on S&P, because of the way they were calculated, went down to nearly zero, even though national income accounts, profits only went down 25%. So that, that one year that he keeps on averaging and will be for the next seven or eight years until it gets out of the average, I think is biasing him uh, down. I also think the fact that um, uh, earnings growth has been faster. He, don't forget, he bases that theory going all the way back to 1871. So we're, you know... There, there's, there's a huge amount of history. Um, in the last 20 and 30 years, we've had faster earnings growth. A lot of the reason for that is because dividends have gone down and firms are buying back shares in result. So as a result of, of using 140-year data, I think he is getting way too low a P.E. ratio. I mean, way too high a P.E. ratio for the uh, way too low an earnings uh, rate that uh, he should be using to factor in to his model. So I think if you take out 2008, the, that big hole in earnings, you, you correct for the growth in, in dividends, I think you will find that the overvaluation in the Schiller model basically disappears. Now, Bob, you know, uh, you know, Bob and I have had a lot of discussions on that, and we're going you know, back and forth. And he said, well, Jeremy, that's the data, and I've, you know, I've tested it back, and I think it's something to be reckoned with, but I think Investors have to be really careful now. I do not think that earnings are unsustainably high. I, we're, not, you know, we're not at a cyclically too high level of earnings. I mean, that's basically what Cape says. We are, you know, we're at the top of a boom and it's gonna go down. Listen, we still have unemployment of almost 8%, unused capacity. I mean, there's a lot of slack that we still can have in this economy. So I think you have to be very careful now using that CAPE measure as the measure of valuation. Fair enough. 
European stocks are selling at a considerable discount to U.S. stocks. So if you like U.S. stocks, you must love Europe. Uh, what do you think about Well, Europe? I love Europe if you're not selling to France or Spain. <laughs> I mean, I think the periphery is going to have a lot of trouble. It's going to be really slow, and including Italy. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of overpriced labor there that resulted from the boom after joining the euro that has to be worked out. So um, what I would like is by those firms that are exporters. I think the euro is going down. I think it's too strong at 130. I can see it down to 120, 110, even a dollar, although that's pretty extreme. If you're an exporter, you're going to do extremely well. If you're selling to Greece and Spain, it's going to be slow for years and years and years. So you got to pick your value very closely here. Okay. Well, Professor, thanks very much for sharing your thoughts with us. And thank you for watching. You can access our full catalog of content at cfainstitute.org. Copyright 2012 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.